the Big Data Beard team is going on the road again. Microsoft's Ignite Conference is taking place September 24th through 28th in Orlando, Florida. This is Microsoft's largest tech conference of the year, with more than 700 deep dive sessions and over 100 labs and hands-on workshops. We plan to focus our research on the data analytics, Internet of Things, and artificial intelligence sessions, and we'll be working to bring you the best conversations from the conference on the Big Data Beard podcast after the show. In preparation for the conference, we thought it'd be good to catch up with one of Microsoft's top execs focused on data. Rohan Kumar is Corporate Vice President of Azure Data. And we chatted with him about the state of cloud computing, artificial intelligence, and digital transformation in the enterprise. Enjoy the show. You are now listening to The Big Data View. This is our podcast where we explore the trends, technology, and talented people making big data a big deal. Well, Rohan, thank you so much for joining the uh, Big Data Beard podcast. We are we're excited to hear your opinions. The first question I wanted to ask was, what would you say is the current state of uh, of artificial intelligence in enterprises today? You know, I mean, uh, it's it's uh, it's that's actually a really great question, and thank you for having me. Um, you know, the the big things, uh, technology trends that we're seeing is just that the rate of growth uh, of data and enterprises is staggering. Uh, that you know, with the advancements that you know we're seeing in the core algorithms that are able to get insights out of that data and the you know the the adoption of the public cloud which is which is uh, you know helping the enterprises deal with that data the the confluence of all these three technology trends is you know leading to uh, uh, the enterprises you know building a new set of applications that you know are helping them with their business so what I would say is uh, it's gotten to a point where, you know, becoming data driven is something that every enterprise is extremely uh, uh, curious to understand and concerned about. Uh, there's a general, uh, there's just, just, I wouldn't say a fear, but uh, there's a general uh, excitement around, you know, what kind of changes uh, can uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning on the, uh, the data assets that each enterprise has give them. I think these uh, decisions have become now boardroom conversations from everything that uh, I can tell, right? So, so that's really where the state is. I mean, every enterprise is looking at, you know, how can they leverage the data assets along with uh, uh, AI uh, using the, pub the scale of the public cloud uh, to, you know, better understand their customers, to look at more efficiencies in their operations, uh, and, uh, you know, being able to do things which weren't really possible before. Uh, so that's what I'd say. It's uh, you know, depending on uh, the enterprises and the verticals you you know uh, we've interacted with, you know, there's some that on the maturity scale are ahead than others. But you know, the next few years we definitely see almost across all verticals, AI and uh, the modern data platform are going to play a very big part in you know how these uh, enterprises go through their digital transformation. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 interesting to me. You talk about that maturity. You know, as, as Azure Data, clearly, you and based on your history, you've got a great history in sort of, you know, those data, you know, database-centric, right, a traditional applications and trying to move organizations up that maturity curve from doing data analytics well to doing, you know, data science and big data well, where we get to be predictive and prescriptive. And then, right, the next journey of that is AI. And I, I agree with you that the confluence of massive data growth, ubiquity of compute, and impressive improvements in algorithms are driving serious change in AI. But one thing I see, though, is that 
there's still a lot of challenges for organizations seeking to adopt AI. And I'm curious from your perspective, what are the the biggest challenges you see facing organizations that are seeking to build that AI capability into their enterprise to achieve that objective that is so much a boardroom conversation today? Right. You know, it's a, it's a fantastic question again. You know, the, I'll, uh, the biggest uh, challenges that I see is first is, you know, having a, a data platform that essentially enables uh, the right amount of scale and the right amount of, uh, you know, compute uh, to actually enable uh, the new class of AI, you know, algorithms to be run and new applications being built. So the first step is, you know, when you, you know, go to a lot of enterprises, they still have uh, a huge amount of data that's stored in silos, various, uh, you know, legacy systems, if you will. And uh, the first step towards, uh, you know, becoming a data-driven company is really how do you extract all, you know, uh, you know, all that data from those silos uh, into a, a data lake, if you will, that uh, makes it, uh, makes the, you know, the joining of the capabilities, if you will, right? Like, uh, you know, uh, looking at data coming out of various systems and trying to derive insights. So the, the first blocker that I see in enterprises is like investing in a, a modern data platform, if you will, a data estate that essentially enables that. Uh, the next thing, you know, you know, essentially if you, uh, once they ha have made that investment, it's really about, you know, um, trying to understand what are the business challenges that we are trying to solve for. Like, you know, you could have, you could use artificial intelligence and machine learning. These are tools that give you a lot of insights. Uh, but what insights is the company looking for? And, you know, like just going through those sort of questions uh, is in some sense a very important part. Uh, you know, of uh, understanding how to gain the benefit of it. And finally, I also think there is a cultural element. And this is one of the things that, you know, uh, have Microsoft having gone through the set of uh, transformations that we've gone through over the last few years is, you know, like having that belief where, you know, to become data driven, sometimes data tells you things that maybe uh, don't line up with the intuition, uh, uh, you know, that the executives of a company might have. And, you know, ha you know going through that transformation where it's okay uh, to rely on, uh, uh, you know, uh, in, you know, signals that are coming from uh, AI and machine learning that's being, uh, or the algorithms around them that are being run on the data, uh, and to learn from that. I think the cultural transformation is probably one of the most important pieces that the organizations need to go through, and which takes time. You know, if you think about typically enterprises, you know, they a lot of the decision making that happens or has happened in the past has been intuition, you know, a lot across all verticals. If you look at enterprises, they've been rewarded for, hey, can you think smart? Can you, you know, like the, the opinions and, and, you know, it's not like they don't matter, but, uh, you know, having a belief that, you know, the, the data in the right format with the right intelligence can guide you. Having that belief is, is an important part of that cultural transformation. Yeah, absolutely. It's having that ability to marry that business acumen, that intuition with, you know, scalable platforms is incredibly important, especially if you have a well-defined set of business drivers. I think when you do those things well, you certainly create a, a culture of acceptance, right, where you've proven the value and you've actually applied these technologies at scale in the business where, you know, it's easier for people to start to adopt it, right? And I can see that. But one of the things I'm curious about, though, is, is that when I think about, you know, Azure, clearly, and what your team does and, and, and Microsoft as a whole, 
Help me understand how, what are the most important capabilities that Azure data brings to the table for organizations that are really trying to adopt that multifaceted sort of move from traditional, you know, analytics to this modern data-driven sort of AI embedded enterprise? Got it. You know, it's, it is the first thing, uh, you know, to realize, you know, as we've uh, been, you know, working with customers over several years now, as they're going through the transformation is Every customer is in a very unique, you know, uh, you know, time in their journey, if you will. Right. The first, the first thing to recognize is while uh, there is no question that you know the public cloud and the cloud programming model, the the cloud business model, we believe is uh, the way of the future. There is a significant amount of investments that the enterprises have made on premises in their own data centers, right? So there's, you know, depending on the enterprise you talk to, anywhere from like several tens of millions to hundreds of millions and even higher amounts. And right, so any any sort of discussion around, hey, invest in a modern data platform, which will help you, uh, you know, build these new class of applications that leverage the data and gain insights through AI and machine learning starts off, you know, cannot start off with like throw everything that you have and, you know, move everything to the public cloud. Right. It, it, it's it's just not a practical way of starting a conversation with the customer. Right. So a huge part of our strategy essentially is looking at, you know, what we call internally, we basically refer to it as the hybrid play, which is, you know, Microsoft uh, has a very strong presence, both on the productivity side and the enterprise side with the, you know, uh, even on-premises today with customers. Right. We, so we continue to invest in uh, a set of technologies. The way we are looking at all those products is what kind of investments we can make that enable that transition so they can continue to run their applications where they are today while making changes in an incremental manner that set them up to move to the modern data platform that we are building in Azure. So it's for us that hybrid piece is actually very, very critical, right? Because it's 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 just a non-starter with a lot of our customers if that's not in play. So for, I'll give you a very specific example. When you think about uh, gaining insights over all your data, Right. So and, you know, when you sort of get the data into a data lake, we've, we've invested in a big way in this uh, uh, in the data integration pieces, which actually connect into our customers, enterprises on prem today into their silos because they have lots and lots of systems for CRM, for uh, ERP that are already there on prem. And and uh, so the algorithms that we talk about in terms of uh, gaining insights they don't run, they run on the data that's produced in the public cloud, uh, our customer data, and they actually also include the data that is uh, tucked up in a lot of siloed systems, including mainframes on-prem, right? So that's the first part, which is this hybrid play. The other part is the way we are building uh, both our on, you know, on-premises assets and the public cloud uh, in Azure data is as a developer, as an engineer in all these enterprises, when you build an application or when you're building a set of solutions, it should be independent of where you're actually going to deploy it. What I mean by that is, you know, they may not, they, a lot of the enterprises that I speak to, they're like, look, how can I build my application in a way where I may not be ready to move to the public cloud today, but like, let's say an year or two from now when we're, you know, we want to sort of migrate some of these things, I don't want to spend all that money to re-engineer it. Right. It's it's another form of this whole hybrid strategy. So we are investing very heavily. In fact, like one of the things that, you know, my, you know, the product team and the engineering team does is for before any feature set gets approved, one question we ask is if somebody used this feature, would they have to think about where they're deploying it? And the answer has to be no. 
right? So that's that's a guiding principle. So that's clearly the hybrid play of trying to understand where the customers are. Then once you know the when you think about just the uh, the, the modern data platform, which is uh, you know, supporting operational systems at scale. So we've reimagined in Azure, you know, what the relational databases of future are going to be, what the NoSQL databases with global distribution of the future are going to be. Uh, on the on the analytics side, uh, you know, we're investing very heavily in what we call the data lake pattern, where data from a lot of silos is coming in uh, to a lake, and then you can run lots of compute engines. And architecturally, the way we've done the investments is you can run open source engines. You know, we have uh, a lot of uh, support that we've added because just there's such a huge community that's built around open source engines like Spark as an example. You know, we have invested very heavily in that. We are very heavily investing in the warehousing pieces. One specific architectural choice that we've made really is for us, AI and data are not separate. You know, you don't separate them as two independent things. Because in some sense, there is no AI without data. Like data becomes the fuel of that funds the algorithms that do AI. So architecturally, the way we're looking at it is how do you get AI very close to the data as possible? Because you know when you start talking about like hundreds of terabytes, petabytes, or greater of data, you can't move it around once it lands, right? So you really want to build your compute systems in a way that they are very scalable, and you can operationalize your uh, artificial intelligence models very close to the data as possible, right? So that's a huge part. And finally, you know, we're, uh, you know, to the point around, uh, lev- you know, a lot of our customers are talking about, can you make my applications more intel- intelligent? Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. Lord. Can you make my applications more intelligent, right? Which is, you know, there's, there's lots of uh, applications that have been written over several decades. And, you know, this is a conversation we have with the ISVs as well. So uh, that's a part of it, which is, you know, if, I, if I'm able to lift and shift and migrate my application to the cloud, you made that easy, but, you know, can, you know, and that produces data, you already have access to the data in the cloud, can you, you know, by uh, automatically derive intelligence from it without me having to do a lot as a developer. So that's another area we're investing in very heavily. That's awesome. No, it's. I apologize. That was a long-winded answer, but it's you know that question was so loaded. I could talk for hours on that. Oh yeah, hey, I, I respect it I, as a, as a very long-winded guy myself. I totally respect when you have, you know, thoughtful answers. They take a little while. And actually, I liked it because you actually hit on a couple of key points that I have struggled with, and I've seen many of our, you know, the enterprises that I talk to at conferences talk about, which is, you know, they get excited about public cloud and in, in, in many use cases, right? It's a brilliant thing for developing new applications, for developing new use cases, but they struggle with some of that, that what you talked about before, which is this, hey, I have a lot of data that's being produced in my own data center. How do I Correct. build that hybrid model that yeah. allows me to both, you know, both continue to run those applications if they make sense and they're part of my value chain, but then how do I also deal with the governance, or excuse me, the uh, the provenance of that data being started exactly. there? Exactly, you got and it. And the gravity associated with it. I think that's that's brilliant. I like the the idea that it's deployed everywhere. I've seen some of the announcements from Azure on prem. That's it's brilliant stuff. I think that's the. I think that really is the future. It's not that it's it's a multi cloud world, right? We're in a right. hybrid environment where organizations, even though they have mainframes and monolithic apps, in many cases, those applications are absolutely the most critical thing to the business Correct. and the likelihood of change is maybe low. So I think it's a, it's a brilliant model, but I want to, I want to dig in a little bit because I'm curious on your opinion, um, on, on a couple of things. One is, you know, you're working with a broad, uh, swath of, of enterprises across the world, I'm sure. And many are at different maturity levels with their, right 
their transformation towards adopting, you know, really this data-driven AI embedded enterprise. I'm curious what you see as the, really the near-term impacts of AI today. Like what are those, like in the next six to nine months, what should we really expect in enterprise from AI? You know, that's, you know, I'll tell you, uh, there's a couple of things that almost uh, are common across multiple verticals that we see, right? One is, you know, every uh, every enterprise wants to become uh, extremely customer focused. I mean, it's it's not like the stuff is new, but they're looking at, hey, how do we use the data that we have from our customers, right? Like almost every enterprise has some sort of, uh, you know, like a database or a data platform that they have buying patterns, you know, uh, you know what works well, their support systems, etc. There's lots and lots of these silos where they're basically trying to really deeply understand uh, what impacts, uh, you know, their customer experience, their purchasing decisions, etc. So more deeply understanding their customer is a is is a, is a trend that you know I've, I'm seeing a lot, you know, over the last few months. And you know, if you if I if you play out the next uh, nine to twelve months, I see that continuing like every enterprise wants to uh, leverage insights from uh, customer data that they have in various systems all the way from their CRM systems support etc so that's one thing the other thing is uh, you know looking at their own operational efficiencies right which is you know where are we spending uh, you know how do we essentially use um, uh, our data assets and AI to essentially become a lot more efficient in terms of how we spend our own budgets, right? I mean, uh, you know, if I put myself in the customer's shoes and become a lot more data-driven, right? And and so that's, and here's where, you know, it's actually fascinating if I if I really think about, you know, how, uh, at, you know, Microsoft itself works, you know, over the last few years, it's significantly different. You know, I've been at the company for 20 years now. And if I think about even just, seven, eight years ago versus now, it's it's night and day in terms of how I approach my job. I I know very, uh, all the way from, you know, Satya on down, how, you know, how they leverage tools like Power BI to essentially gain insights that help them make decisions at various levels, all the way from like an engineer on my team trying to figure out, you know, which bug to fix, which is the next bug to fix, you know, based on what the impact has been on production in the last 24 hours to like strategically looking at planning cycles over the next six months, right? So it's it's brilliantly uh, transformed in terms of, you know, like uh, how we function. And, and that's the conversation, like one of the, you know, I spend a lot of times with very senior C-level executives of these enterprises, right? And and this is the this is how you know they lead the conversations, which is look, we know we're going to get uh, you know more insights about our customers, become more operationally efficient, but right, how do we fundamentally transform the way we work? Because all these other things just become uh, you know very natural as we move forward. And there are a couple of good examples, you know, especially on the healthcare industry side and the financial verticals, where uh, you know we were seeing. Uh, you know, how uh, by, you know, uh, leveraging AI, they're fundamentally transforming how to think about patient care. You know, they're fundamentally transforming how to think about risk assessment, as an example, right? So these are the areas in, you know, a couple of these verticals. On the retail side, you know, we're seeing, again, it goes back to like a much better understanding of the customers, uh, you know, buying patterns, you know, looking at, you know, the target set, right, based on historical signals that they have from their customers, which leads that we should pursue. I mean, Microsoft itself does this, right? We're relying very heavily 
Uh, if you take a look at how our sales organization has transformed itself, it's relying very heavily on AI to understand how to serve our customers better. Like, hey, depending on, you know, uh, the information that we have, what's the best product that will help serve our customers, right? That's how they're approaching their own uh, leads, if you will. That's brilliant. So, so I'm curious too, because, you know, clearly you gave some great examples from Microsoft where you've, you've absolutely lived this transformation. And I, you know, I always hope that's true, right? As a, as a provider to, to so many enterprises, I, I hope that you're, you know, you're not like the cobbler's kids with holes in your shoes that you're actually right, you know, right. doing this, which is great to hear. But I'm also curious, you know, what are some of your favorite stories from, uh, from customers that have partnered with Azure for, for really helping them tangibly take on this digital transformation? Right. I mean, you know, there's, there's several examples and case studies that we have published. Uh, you know, one of the things, again, what I'd say is, you know, we've been working very closely with, uh, you know, one of the hospital chains, one of the largest hospital chains. And uh, they've essentially been looking into trying to optimize their own costs so that they can pass those things, you know, on to their patients. And here was a great example, I mean, which I, I uh, it's something that, you know, I feel really good about where they had used uh, a lot of the, you know, the, uh, the Azure data platform, you know, especially the uh, on-prem assets that we have for a long time to stare patient data. Right. And then with some of the innovation that we did around, like deeply integrating AI directly into the platform, help them use insights on that data to save costs in terms of how to like allocate things like, you know, hospital beds and, you know, uh, nurses, et cetera. And that's become a very uh, interesting case study that we sort of, uh, you know, talk about. Then there's several examples of like online retailers who, you know, bet on Azure. And again, we'll, you know, offline, we can share a lot of these, you know, public case studies with you where they're effectively everyone's looking at, you know, how do you leverage machine learning to give recommendations on a shopping cart? This is a very classic scenario. You know, you go search for, let's say, you know, shoes and then, and then, you know, based on like the ones that you're clicking on and selecting, the recommendations start learning in real time, and 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 uh, and, uh, and you know get get those get updated. Uh, you know, a couple of examples we talk about are Jet.com, you know, DocuSign, and uh, you know, who fundamentally transformed themselves by by using our data and AI platform. That's brilliant. Well, one of the things I always I always find, you know, generally true about, you know, use cases, case studies, reasons why people have undergone digital transformation is they've either, you know, leveraged technology to drive out cost and inefficiency in the organization serving the need of that, that CFO, or they've, they've driven a new way to engage the customer, drive new revenue streams, right. improve share of, you know, whatever market they're in and serving that CEO's needs. I find if you know, projects support those two very important executives in an organization that they generally are, uh, are well received. Well, Rohan, it has been a pleasure to chat with you and hear real stories of, of transformation with Azure and how you and the team at Microsoft are empowering uh, this, this innovation towards AI. We've learned a lot from our guests about big data, but now it's time to get a bit personal. In a segment we like to call Rapid Fire. Pew, pew. What is the last great book you read? Oh, uh, the last great book is The House of the Scorpion with my seventh grader. You know, okay. that was one of her pre-reads. So we just completed that a couple of days ago as she started the school. And it's a fantastic book by Nancy Farmer. 
All right, excellent. Well, check that out. What genre of music are you currently rocking to? <laughs> well, I I'm a huge fan of just classic jazz. You know, I used to sort of follow uh, a lot of the you know the classic rock style you know a while back, but you know over the last few years, uh, that's what plays in my car and right before I sleep. Excellent. So, are you going anywhere very interesting soon, either for work or for vacation? Yeah, the next few weeks for work, you know, just as usual is there's a ton of customer visits. I'll be in the Midwest and, you know, uh, you know, obviously flying to Ignite at Orlando and then I'm in London for the Sparkless AI Summit. I uh, recently came back from like a few days in Goa. That was great. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Now, Rohan, if, if people wanted to learn more about you, wanted to follow you on social, where's the best place for us to, uh, to keep up with your actions? Yeah, Twitter is the best place, though. You know, I'm not super active, but, you know, for to, uh, for uh, for uh, the in, important things that are happening just all up in uh, Azure and data. You know, there's there's uh, that's a great place to follow me. And then LinkedIn as well. LinkedIn as well. Excellent. Well, Rohan, thank you so much for being on the Big Data Beard podcast. We appreciate your time and we uh, we look forward to seeing you at the uh, the Ignite uh, conference. We're uh, we're actually going to be there uh, as a as a press partner, and we're very excited to uh, to hear all the great things that Microsoft has to share with the team. So, thank you again, Rohan, for your time. We hope you have a safe couple of months ahead of you. Oh, thank you so much, and I look forward to meeting you at Ignite. If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you like big data and you like to learn. Well, we do too. And that's why we've partnered with O'Reilly Media as a community partner for their incredible Stratadata and Artificial Intelligence conferences that are taking place around the world. If you would like a 20% discount on these conferences, simply use the promo code PCBEARD at checkout, or you can click the link in our show notes. Thanks for listening to the Big Data Beard Podcast, 